I love to hear you sing. And thank you for praying for uh, my wife. And it's good that she's here and playing the piano. And, and uh, we had a good Sunday this Sunday for the Spanish. Thank you for praying for the Spanish ministry as well. Uh, you know, it's great to see uh, two, of our, two of the ladies from the Spanish. They actually provided the, um, the sweets for this morning's uh, coffee corner. You know, so it's, it's just great, you know, to, to see our church laboring together and, and uh, just working together. As we are getting to embark to, into this next year, 2024, um, and as pastor is getting ready to unveil the theme of this year next week, I would like us to be aware of, of some things this year. Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You know, we are getting ready to do a lot of great things. Our calendar is going to be, is, uh, I heard, is beautiful. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, there's a lot of activities there. There's a lot of things to do. A lot of thing, a lot of uh, us taking the gospel to uh, all over Kern County, taking the gospel to Zambia, and we're getting ready to do a lot of things for the Lord. And the devil will not be happy. We are we are actually you know taking or, or marching towards the gates of hell. You know we're 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 kind of going moving forward and just just pressing on and. The devil doesn't like us moving forward, and, and he has, has not liked it since creation. He's tried to uh, kind of get himself um, in the lives of, of, of people, and he's done it since creation. Let's go to Genesis 3, and I know that we have gone through this passage already, I think, last year, and are familiar with it. Verse 14 says, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon the, thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I don't want to discourage anyone here and just say, man, the devil is always out to get us, and which he is. But, but I just want us to be more, to just to be aware. Be aware of ourselves this year. Be aware of, it, it does not matter what situation we find ourselves in. You know, we see, we, we are studying through the book of Ecclesiastes, seeing the, the wisest man of, of, in history that fell. We've seen men of God in the Bible that fell. And all I want us to do is just be aware. You know, we're going to Arvin, we're going to go to uh, Zambia, like I said, we're going to go to Wasco, and, and we're going to go to, to Wasco, and, and all these places, and the devil is just not happy. And the devil is going to try to discourage us, and going to try to lie to us, to deceive us, to cause, cause us to doubt ourselves, and, you know, what do we do, right? What do we do? Let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you for just, just being, being good, good to us. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us in 2023. Scores of things that have happened and blessings that have been poured on this church and upon our people, and we're just grateful. And yes, there have been tough times. Yes, there's been times of fear or 
tears and hurt. But Lord, you, you've been good through it all. And Lord, we, we know that we are about to embark on a new journey this year and new things to come and new events to do and uh, new people to see saved. And it's just great. See, it sounds and it seems like a great year. But the devil is always there going around and seeking whom he may devour. We just be aware. Be aware this year. Be aware of what you want us to do. Jesus, now I pray. Amen. The first chapters of Genesis deal with human life in and out of the garden. And when we see God's blessing, we see the sin of man, man's guilt, and God's pardon for sin. So we're going to look at a few things here. Number one, we're going to see God's blessing, Genesis 1.1. And I'm sure everybody knows this verse by memory. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Let's go to, down to verse 26. It says, and God said, we're going to actually read a, a lot of verses this, this evening, just for context sake. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man. In his own image, in the image of God, created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed." To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Jump down to verse 4 of chapter 2. It says, there, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth, and they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed out of the ground, made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and good for food, the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, and that is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. There is Bedellium and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon, and the same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hittachil, and that which is that is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria, and the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it 
and to keep it. Verse 19, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living, living creature, that was the name thereof. And God gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help me for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh and said thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto this wife and they shall be one flesh. We've seen this a few months ago, that God's design was to give us likeness and blessing, dominion and family. And God made everything and everything was perfect. Man, we just we can just imagine how beautiful this picture is set before us. Uh, the garden, the rivers, you know, the, everything that was offered to man. In verse 5, we see that God had no man to till the land. Verse 5, let's go back to verse 5, chapter 2. It says, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. If everything was said, if everything was just perfect, if everything was put together, and what was there, what was there left for man to do? To till comes from the Hebrew word avad, which means to, to work, to serve. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we, we were designed from the beginning to labor together with God, and that burden was going to be light. You know, I don't know about you. I've never worked where I felt that I was resting, you know, and, and God is, is in the New Testament, tells us, hey, take my yoke upon you because in the garden, that was, his, that was his design originally for us to labor along with him, to labor along with him in, in light work. What would I mean by that? Well, our design from the beginning of creation is to work in the work of God. Together, we were to, to work as a, as a couple, man and woman, and completely dedicated to the work of God. God's design was never for us to be working ourselves to death, uh, uh, angry and proud and bitter and addicted and wandering. This was not the life God designed for us. Verse 16, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou May us freely eat. Man, uh, man I, I love that. You know, I'm going to use that verse this year. I'm going to freely eat. Uh, no, there, there, was, there was no better situation. If we really think about it, there was no better situation for man to do good than in the Garden of Eden. God already made all the efforts for everything to be perfect for nothing to stand in the way of man to do the work of God, for nothing to stand in the way of man to, to do good, to do right. 
And let us picture for a second how beautiful that garden was, how everything, uh, the animals obeyed them. There was a mist that watered the entire face of the earth. There were rivers and gold and bdellium and onyx stone in the land of Havilah. Everything was theirs to enjoy and to labor together with God. It was, I don't know about you, it was, seems like an easy job, humanly speaking, compared to a lot of jobs that you got, you folks do. They had no bills to pay. <laughs> they were not living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> had no surgeries, no hospital bills, no long lines at the store, you know, eggs costing $100, you know, and they had everything at their fingertips. Nothing to complain about. Nothing to want more of. Everything. And God, but God does give a condition. Adam and Eve, let's read verse 16. It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Humanly speaking, we we can say that what an easier condition to fulfill. What an easier, what an easy rule. Just, you can have everything, just, hey, it's just that tree you can't have just one tree out of out of everything that is offered to you you can freely eat of every fruit but just that one tree just does not belong to you it was forbidden to them and i don't know it seems like a pretty easy rule to keep or so we think right or so we thought we're going to see the sin of man in verse 1 Chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So we see this perfect situation, this this perfect picture of, of creation and everything that was offered to them, everything at their fingertips. and Among every good that has been presented to them, the devil shows up. The devil's going to show up. The devil's going to show up this year. The devil's going to show up, maybe not this year, but next year. The devil will show up. And he, he asks a question. He It says, and he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The devil loves the half-truth game. He loves playing the half-truth game. He misused scripture, trying to tempt the Lord Jesus in Matthew 4. You know, you ask a drunkard their favorite verse of the Bible is always going to be, Jesus turned water into wine. And so we can misuse scripture. But look how Eve responds. This is very, it says, verse, verse two, it says, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, 
But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Perfect. And what a great answer. She answered exactly what God told them to do or not, not to do. And I wish the story ended there. I wish that was it. I wish the devil would have given up. I wish you know, that, 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 was, uh, that was the end of the story and, and we would have seen a victory. And, but the devil will keep coming back. He'll keep coming back. He never gives up. We, we, we can have a good day. We can have a good week. We can have a, a good month, maybe a good year or a good decade. But the devil will always try to come back. Verse 4, it says, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. The devil plants a seed of doubt. The devil notices a weakness in Eve's response. He notices, hmm, she probably has fear of the consequences rather than the fear of God. Let me say that again. He, she rather has fear of the consequences rather than the fear of God. What do I mean by that? Uh, I, hope, I hope I'm making sense. I know sometimes I try to go back and forth. On the <laughs> Her obedience seemed contingent on the fact that she was going to die rather than that she was going to disobey God. She was obeying on the mere fact that she was afraid to die. She didn't want to die. How do, how do I, why are you making that assumption? Why, why, do you, why do you think so? Well, we see, verse 5, it says, For God doth, not, doth know that in the day ye thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods. Knowing good and evil. So the devil is playing into her fear and saying, that's not true. You're not going to really, you're not going to die. If we were to have true fear of God, the buck stops there. Where the Bible says, God says. If If she would have just said, you know what? God says not to touch it, so I'm not going to touch it. But her obedience was contingent on the fact that she was afraid to die. And once the devil, uh, once the devil made her question that consequence, look what happens next. Verse seven, um, uh, sorry, verse six. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Her weakness has been revealed. The devil gives his own interpretation of what God meant. And now she believes it. She's starting to 
to think, maybe the devil is right. I mean, not, maybe the serpent is right. right? Maybe the serpent is, is not talking lies. Maybe he is telling some truth. She starts believing the lie. Proverbs 3, 7 says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. She sees the tree in a different light once she hears a different interpretation of what God meant. The devil missed that weakness, and he went for it. Now that Eve is believing the lies, she notices that the tree was good for food and to make one wise. And thinking in her heart that there might be some truth to this lie. Ephesians 5, 6 says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. She was being deceived and easily deceived by the devil who we know. It says, verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. The serpent is smart. The devil is smart. And, and the devil saw weakness and just went in for the kill. And it's just for us to be aware. There's nothing, not for us to be scared and running scared this year, but it's just to be aware of what we, can, we should be prepared for, or what we should, should be uh, aware of. And number three, the guilt of man. Verse seven. So we, we see that the woman eats the fruit, right? And, and the woman saw that the tree was good, verse 6, for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse 7, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves Aprons. We see here that man tries to redeem his, himself in his own way by, by trying to do it their own way. You know, we see the world trying to, to redeem themselves by doing good works or trying to find religion or trying to, trying to do it th- their own way. And verse, verse 8, it says, And they heard the voice of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God amongst the trees of the garden. We see here the guilt of man. They try to hide and hide their sin. And then we see the rest of the verses, everyone pointing fingers. And, and now man is condemned. Verse 16, chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly uh, multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall, bring, shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken. 
for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. The beauty is gone. The beauty is gone. That fruitful life is gone. That, that, that life of, uh, of, of working alongside with God, that, 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 that working, that light work, the, uh, that work that God wants us to work alongside with is, is gone. And how different is the life being condemned? As were some of us, right? Dan and our trespasses and sins. We see the, what sin brings to, to Adam and Eve, and it's just full of pain and distress. And, and we see those, those words being used here. Uh, it says, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And thy, in sorrow, it says again, thou shalt bring forth children. And it says, unto Adam, thou hast um, has, has hearkened unto thy voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not even cursed is the ground for thy sake. Again, in sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. Man, they messed it up. They messed it all up. And they had it great. They had it, everything at their fingertips. And because Eve was just not aware of the serpent, was not aware that she was going to, she didn't know she was going to be deceived. And there she was. She was, she was, I guess, played, played by words. The serpent was just more subtle, and now they are in sorrow. And that's what sin brings. Sorrow. And number four, God is, we see God's pardon for sin. Verse 21, it says, Unto Adam also and to his wife that the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Right? How did, how did he, he get those Coats of skin. Well, he had to he had to kill an animal, right? God made an animal sacrifice. Uh, God sacrificed an animal to clothe them to cover the sins. As one day the Lamb of God will need to be sacrificed to pardon the sins of the world. Uh, verse fifteen it says, "And I will put and we've seen this verse before. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise." Is heal. We see finally that even after they messed up, you know, even after they lost it all, even after they got kicked out, even after now they're in sorrow and and, and they they they're now are cursed and, and the the ground is cursed and and but God still pardons uh, for sin and uh, you know what what a great hope you know for those. For those of us that, man, we were, we were dead in our sins and trespasses, and, and now we're saved, and how can we apply all of this to, to, this, to this year? If we know that the devil is coming after each and every one of us, and I don't mean that as a, you know, kind of a bad guy way, but 
How can we prevent from being deceived? If Adam, if Eve was deceived, we can easily be deceived as well. Number one, study thy word. So let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. We know that, ver- I'm sure we know, know that verse very well. 2 Timothy 2.15. How can I prepare myself for this year? You know, I, I'm not a, you know, I, I can't tell what the future holds and, um, and all, all I'm bringing is just awareness for ourselves. Like in Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It was so important for Eve to have understood what God meant. If Eve had had rightly divided the word of truth, if she really understood what God meant by uh, by what He said, she wouldn't have been deceived. Study thy study the word, and, and, and number two, focus on being on obeying God rather than fearing the consequences. I know that's a I don't know. A, a, it's a, just a different way of, of saying it. Psalm 34, verse 9, it says, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. If, if Eve had just simply said, you know, I'm not going to do that just because God said not to do it. Not for fear of death, not for fear of well, what was going to come if I disobeyed, but simply because God told me not to. Maybe that would have prevented her from being deceived by the serpent. And maybe it'll, it'll help us to, you know, we, 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 you know, in raising our kids, sometimes, you know, we try to scare them. Oh, don't do that. You know, you're going to get, you know, uh, a monster is coming if you do that. Or you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to wake up with that face if you keep doing that. And, you know, just, we just try to, you know, bring fear into our kids. But if we focus on just obeying God, on, on fearing the Lord, and just saying, you know, I'm just going to do exactly what God wants me to do, rather than focusing on, well, if I do this, then this is going to happen. And things are going to happen. There are consequences. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, God, God does rightfully just tells us, hey, this is going to happen if you, if you do this. But wouldn't it be great if we just said, you know what, I'm, I'm just not going to do it just because you, you tell me not to do it. Not because of what the consequences are. And know that if you fall, you can get back up again. Proverbs 24, 16. Proverbs 24, 16. It says, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. 1 John 1.9, it says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I don't know what this year 
is going to bring. I hope it brings a lot of blessings. I hope it, you know, it, I hope you're all along for the ride and to see what God has for us this year. A lot of people, you know, they're, they're like, oh, man, if I just, I just had to have that money, if I just, you know, am good with my finances, man, I can, I can be faithful to God. Or like, if, 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 this, if God just helps me with this situation, man, I, I can be faithful to God. Or, you know, if it, I'm just not in a good place. And it, it's just not true. The devil, can, the devil can get us any, any place if, we're not, if we don't study the word, if we don't focus on obeying God. And, but the good thing is, even if we fall, even if we mess up this year, you know, I, I don't know if we've already failed on our resolutions this year. I don't know if any of us make any resolutions, but we've probably failed already. But thank God that God, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We, there is hope for us to to receive back that blessing. To, and we, we, we've heard this from last year, we, to receive back that blessing and uh, that likeness and, and that dominion. And man, thank God that we don't have to remain in our sins and trespasses. And just pray that we, we become aware this year because you never know. You never know when the devil will, will strike and and sin, and we fall to sin. Let us pray.